We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Haven't heard about Anchor? Well, let me explain. It's free. That's right, F-R-E-E, free. Anchor has many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then take your podcast and distribute it for you. It can now be heard on multiple podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your dream now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week at the Rough Cut Sportscast. I am your host, the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy, A.J. Johnson. What's up, buddy? How's it going on another beautiful hump day? It's Wednesday already, man. That's it. That moves real fast. All of a sudden, I'm sitting in front of the front of the screen. It's time to go. And I'm like, we're here. We're here already. And it's the happiest feeling I can have. Another beautiful Wednesday on the Rough Cut Sportscast. That's what we do. And it's not it, – it isn't just any Wednesday, though. No. It isn't just no. any Wednesday, though. You're right. It's – wait, did you get a mic? Wait, did you – wait, and am I just now seeing this right now that you have a mic stand? No. I mean, I had to step me up, man. Like, I'm tired of being the only one with the lapel mic, so I said, you know what? It's time for me to get traditional. Let me get my mic stand and uh, – Look at you. Wow. This guy is getting professional over here, though. Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) I was saying, though, before I got really caught off guard by not noticing AJ's mic, it is Super Bowl week. The Super Bowl is Sunday. We have a – it's super week that we're calling it here at the Rough Cut because normally we like to change it up. We like to do two different sports or three different sports a week. This week it's all football, baby. It is all yep. football. It is super week. Today's football, tomorrow's football, Friday's football. And guess what? We will be doing an, a Super Bowl pregame show on Sunday with the boys, myself, already know. Dylan Kearns, Aaron Mukes, joining the team again. It's going to be fantastic. But today, though, it, I mean, today's the start of it. You, it, it we got to start it off right, right? I hope we can do that. We try to start things off right at the rough cut, but then, you know, sometimes it uh sometimes it, it rough. gets rough. Uh-oh, <laughs> we're on the same level there. We're on the same Ooh, level. Whoa, right? <laughs> we got a show ahead of us, though, folks, though. We're going to be diving into a position versus position breakdown between uh, the two teams, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But first, there is a massive trade in the NFL that we're going to get into after we plug there was a massive trade. You might've seen it on our YouTube page. We covered it a little bit. There was breaking news, Matthew Stafford getting traded from the Detroit lions to the Los Angeles Rams that in a, in a package that included Jared Goff. We covered it with some good friends of ours on our YouTube page, which if you haven't checked out, you should, what are you doing? I mean, really, what are you doing? Go to our YouTube. After this show, this is you, this is your little homework for tonight, fans. After this show, go over to our YouTube at the Rough Cut Sportscast on YouTube. Very, very simple. Go over there, type in, do whatever you have to do, type it in, and watch the video. It's fantastic. It is it's fantastic. AJ, tell them where they can find us at before we get into this trade. Oh, right. Well, you know, you're probably watching a stream on Twitter right now at the Rough Cut underscore sports, or you could be at Facebook watching a stream right now, Rough Cut Sports. 
Unfortunately, they don't let us stream like this on Instagram at the Rough Cut Sportscast, but that's okay because if that's not the case, you can head over to our YouTube and check it out there as well. While you're there, leave a like, hit that share, hit that subscribe, hit that bell, get that little notification, and tell everybody. Everybody? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> and of course, this show is brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the number one place to get all of your sports collectibles, all your sports memorabilia, the best place. Check them out at halftimesportscollectibles.com and all over social media at Halftime Sports Collectibles. Little spoiler alert, guys. We are going to be doing a Super Bowl contest. It mm. brought to you by Halftime Sports. They are gifting us with some signed memorabilia from the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, okay? You guys are going to be able to sign up for this contest by basically liking, subscribing, sharing our page and their page. We're going to post it on our Facebook page, on our Twitter page, and on our Instagram page. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to announce the winner next week. And you're not going to want to – I mean, this is a, this is signed this is signed memorabilia here, free, basically. I mean, actually, it is free. There's no basically about it. It is free. Are you, oh, you're on me. Oh, I I'm a little it's rattled. Free. I, I, it's just free. It's just free. That's all it is. It's all good. It's all good. There's no basically. It's just free. <laughs> it's just free. But AJ, let's get into this trade here. Let's uh, yeah. bring up what what happened. So Matthew yeah. Stafford heads over to the Los Angeles Rams, and this is the. The incredible package that was sent back over to the Detroit Lions. We see a 2021 third round pick that is this year, obviously next year's first round pick. And the year after that's first round pick both all from Los Angeles and the big name at the bottom. Jared Goff is also heading to the motor city. AJ, what was your initial thoughts when you saw this move? I, I mean, I was just surprised it happened so soon. I, I wasn't expecting a trade. I mean, it's always nice when the NFL likes to kick off the Super Bowl uh, bonanza with a big trade. You know, they did it a couple of years ago with Alex Smith heading over to Washington, which eventually led to the new crown baby goat and Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that's going to be the case here, but I just thought it was soon. Um, it, to me, it felt like uh, felt like Detroit threw a fishing line out there and something bit. It didn't matter how small it was. They went ahead and reeled it in. So, uh, you know, he heads over to L.A., and it's 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 going to be impressive. I'm ready to see Matthew Stafford with a defense. Think about that. The number one defense in the league last year came up a little short against Green Bay. But Matthew Stafford would have a defense that can support him if he's not on his A game week in and week out. He's a perennial 4,000-yard passer, so I'm sure they'll be just fine. But let's see what McVay and Matthew Stafford can do as they shape up a new partnership over there in L.A. Yeah, I'm 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 super excited to see what Matthew Stafford can do, and we we talked about a little bit about it on the on the show on uh, Sundays when we recorded that. We released it on Tuesday, uh, but we talked a little bit about it there, and I, I was thinking to myself, does this trade kind of make or break Matthew Stafford's career? I mean, like, because if he fails in Los, like. Before in Detroit, he had that excuse with him that he could use. It was a very valid excuse where he had a really crappy team. So like he was a great quarterback. He was he was a very good quarterback, but his team sucked around him. Now his team is great. Is this make or break for Matthew Stafford? So I think it's you know we hear we hear thirty two years old and he gets traded and people start thinking you gave away all that for a thirty two year old quarterback and in the beginning I was kind of one of those too but if we really think about it that that's kind of a thought process of old QBs at the age of thirty and thirty two the way they protect the quarterback now they, their careers are getting uh, stretched out getting elongated so I don't think it's going to be make or break I think back to like a Philip Rivers who was really good all his years in San Diego. And then when he became L.A., he was really good. He was top-notch. He wasn't the best QB, but he was well-respected, and you knew you were getting some good production out of him. And then in, like, 2016, 17 maybe, he had, like, that breakout year with Keenan Allen going over 100 receptions. And I want to say uh, Travis Johnson was one of the guys in the fold. Like, they had a lot of things go right for him, and, and it made Phillip Rivers look really, really good. Who's to say that can't happen with Matthew Stafford three years down the road when they find the pieces exactly that mesh well with the scheme for him at McVay and Stafford. So I don't think it's make or break right now. I think he has some years, but he's playing out that two-year contract. So he's going to have to make sure he performs well enough to get another crack at it with LA. Oh yeah. I, I, I do love the situation that he's going into. 
uh, in L.A. But you brought up something, though, with that. You, you brought up the fact that you thought it might have been too early for the Detroit Lions to be pulling the trigger. They, they saw that offer, and they're like, okay, I'm jumping on this. Because the, there was mention of, of like – pick uh carolina i think offered the eighth overall pick for matthew Stafford. was that did i hear that correctly i don't know if it was that high but i know they were trying to get in into that uh into that conversation yeah. i i don't i don't know if it's the eighth overall i don't i didn't turn that that well Ooh. yeah it's i mean it's 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 interesting to look at the packages that they that they got for stafford but i want to bring something up here though you, you said that was too early i love the fact that they got this deal done that they did not wait around because there's obviously another quarterback out there that Deshaun, let's just say it, Deshaun Watson's out there in a yeah. mess situation in Houston. I mean, they're talking about how Deshaun Watson might end up not playing at all and just like holding out as the season comes and Houston not trading him at all. That's a mess. And I've said this on the show before. Houston cannot wait to trade like they should not wait to trade Deshaun Watson. The good thing that Detroit did, they capitalized on his value right away. With Houston and Sean Watson, and I hate bringing it back to this all the time because, but this is the hottest thing. They have to jump on a trade. Their offers are going to be the best right now. If they continue to wait, Deshaun Watson is a Deshaun Watson is going to get more and more frustrated with the organization, and it's just going to be a mess. Get what you can. I mean, if teams are offering you multiple first round picks, take it. Take the best offer that you can right now because it's going to be. It doesn't get any better than what you're going to get right now, okay? We, we talked about it on our trade show. You offered me a, a – what did you offer? Weren't you the New York Jets? Or no, you were Carolina, and you offered me like a bunch of picks. I was like, dude, I, I, I you can't turn that down. Strike while the iron is hot. Yeah, but see, and that's the thing that I think is going on here, though. Like you already know what the trade is going to demand for a player like Deshaun Watson. Matthew Stafford could have been a question. And so when it comes to my thought process, I don't think that was the best option that they could have gotten. You know, there was a, the 49ers were in the mix here. Washington had sent one offer. They may have decided to send more offers a little bit more down the pipe. Who really knows? Uh, but they stuck with what the Rams gave them, which was a good deal. Don't get me wrong. I mean, a couple first round picks, a third round pick, and you get a bridge quarterback to continue your, your throwing ways going into next season while you really figure things out on the defensive side of the ball. You know, they've got a lot of things to do in Detroit now, and a couple picks is definitely going to help what is more than likely a full rebuild. I mean, if you let Marvin Jones get out in free agency and New England's already knocking on that door, if you let Kenny Galladay decide there's no longer Matthew Stafford, I need to go somewhere with the QB that can get me the ball. I mean, there, there's going to be a lot of places for them to look for help. If you're those guys, if you're Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay, you, you are maybe tempted to return in Detroit and be a part of this rebuild with Matthew Stafford. I'm not sure when you have Jared, it might be a, a little bit of a difference now that you have Jared Goff. And I mean, maybe one of them stays, but to be personally honest, and we're going to get into a free agency preview and everything later on, I don't see Kenny Galladay coming back. I think he's the one who who leaves. Maybe Marvin Jones stays. We'll see. We'll talk about that another time when we get into our uh, free agency preview in, down the road. But AJ, let's get into this massive, ma this, this Super Bowl matchup that we really wanted here okay maybe not for our brackets because we both had yeah. we both had something different but my bracket is beautiful we week one we had something go on we came to the table on week two at the show and when we started we said we could get a mulligan our our everything was messed up because of the way the seating was done and teams got elsewhere and we said right then and there that this would be it if we wanted to change now me i changed one time I said on that week, the Bucs were going to come in and they are making it to the Super Bowl. You, Mr. Vinny Milani, was changing your peak, your pick week to week. You went from the, the Bills getting in there to the Browns getting in there. Like, don't give me that. And again, this, you're going to bring up the oldest bracket. bracket. This is your original bracket here, okay? Right. This is what I'm going off of here because there's uh, – maybe mm -hmm. we got Mulligans. At, at that point, we were just picking a pick. This is your original oh, bracket, man. We – there's a second bracket. Why are you not bringing that one up? <laughs> because there isn't a, there. There wasn't a second bracket. We actually did make a second bracket for yeah, the, uh, cool. the mulligan that we did. Yeah, I'm just gonna believe that graphic man didn't build a second graphic for our brackets. Okay, it's cool. I know you, you don't want to. Feel, you don't want me to feel as good as I should, but it's you fine. You can tell me when I when the man who just built 12 graphics or 13. 
14 graphics for just this one show that we're doing today didn't make a new graphic for the brackets that we did you're you're helping my argument sir yeah i guess you're right here i guess you're helping my argument (laughs) i guess guess you're right here but let's get into this playoff preview here this playoffs or this super bowl talk here this is it this is for all the mar like those cliche sayings. This is for all <laughs> the marbles. This is for the big dad, whatever you want to call it. This is it. We're going to be talking position by position, breaking it down, seeing which team has the edge at their certain position. I want to remind everyone though to stick around for after the show. And if you're listening to this on audio in, in the audio form, whether it's iTunes. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, whichever one you're listening to it on, stop. Well, I shouldn't say stop listening. Continue listening. Finish <laughs> the episode. Continue listening on all audio platforms. But where are you at for the lives, man? Because after we're done talking playoffs, or after we're done talking position breakdown and the Super Bowl matchup here, we're going to be doing the final countdown with the fans at home. What do you do? What you good? You good? I'm, I'm just waiting on you to finish, and then I would get in here. It's cool. Finish your thought. I'm- you know me, I like to ponder while you, you speak. You got to raise your hand. You got to uh, raise your okay. hand. But either way, though, you beautiful viewers at home that are on Facebook or Twitter, you guys get a special opportunity to join in on the final countdown of the show. That's when we have already ended the audio portion of the show, and we stick around to answer any questions, to shoot the to shoot the bird with you. Let's not shoot the bird. I didn't want to say the other word. Shoot. I didn't didn't want to say another word, okay? To discuss sports topics with us. It can be anything you want. Anything on your mind. We stick around for about roughly 10, 15 minutes. We we call it the final five, but it always goes over because we love talking to the fans. So stick around after the show to join in on the final countdown and discuss whatever you want with the boys. AJ, what do you what what do you want? Up what what do you want, man? I mean, I was just gonna say if you're listening to it on audio. Just go ahead and download that episode and then get in here for the lies. You can watch, you can get the audio later. Hello. You in the front. Oh, sweet. Wait, is it me? Is it me? Are you picking me? Yeah, you. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. I didn't know. Horrible Rangers hat. I didn't know if you're you're picking this guy. No. no, Just you. Right there. So everyone that's listening on the audio portion, guys, pause this. Actually, pause the episode and go write us a six star review, okay? Go force that button to six stars and leave <laughs> us that review. Smash that five star button. Let us know what you think of this show. We are always trying, we are in this field. Like, this is our career. We are trying to get better. So, if there is something out there that you think we should do to get better, write it down in that review, but also yeah. five stars. So, because I mean, we're fantastic. AJ, you ready to get into this position breakdown? I'll take yes for 200, Alex. All right, all right. Uh, here's the category: position breakdown. <laughs> we are looking at the Ooh. offensive side of the ball. We're going to do offensive and defensive. Right now, we're looking at the offensive side of the ball, head to head. Chiefs, Buccaneers. We are going to go position by position and decide which position is better. Which team has the edge at that position? AJ, we are starting off with the quarterback position. Tom Brady, GOAT versus future GOAT, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Starting off with you, buddy, of course, which which team has the edge of quarterback here? I'm I'm still going um GOAT versus baby GOAT. Old GOAT versus baby GOAT. I get the future part. I like the baby GOAT part. I like that one. That's that one's a little better. That one's a little more you really rough. had you really had to say that after I already made the graphic. I could have easily made the graphic that you might see later on that says goat versus future goat on there. I could have sure. put goat for you. Sure. It, it's not my job to make you pay attention to the things <laughs> I say on this show. It, it stuns me that you don't. They are quite wonderful. <laughs> They're quite hilarious. You've heard it before, but it's okay. I digress. Um, I, I got to go baby goat on this one, man. It's uh and and. Despite what a lot of people think, it's not a far and away thing. This is a lot of a close, this is a much closer battle than people would like to admit. You can't go around calling the GOAT and then think they have no shot at this W against Kansas City this week. They fought just as hard, if not harder, to get where to get to this game. So I, I think with Patrick Mahomes, though, the way he, it's basically, and I said this to you earlier. It's basically Tom Brady's mind and the body Tom Brady wishes he had right now. He wishes he could be as mobile. He wishes he could get around the pocket the way he does. 
Hey, let's what? let's not let's let, let's not throw shade on my boy Tom Brady here. Uh, he has a great uh, body, okay? He uh, has great but he is in fantastic listen, shape. It doesn't matter because all right, well fine, even if that's the case, he was never really mobile in the first place. Oh, so right. he still hopes that he could be in the body that Patrick Mahomes has. And keeping your body in shape or not, Father Time is undefeated, man. You you feel things a little differently at the age of 43 than Patrick Mahomes is feeling at the age of 25. So but even with that said, the things that Brady does, you know, gets to the line, reads the plays really well, puts his he puts his receivers and running backs in position to make a play. Patrick Mahomes has been doing that since before we really saw him step on the, ste- the scene in week one of 2018. His, his football IQ is one of the highest I've ever seen. The fact that nobody really clocked him as the number one guy kind of blows my mind. Like, not even a thought. He was going... He was going, I think, when this started as a third-round QB, and then everything kind of got together. The combine was coming up, all the scouting, and he dropped down and raised up the board. They didn't even have him, like, rank, like when he was coming out of high – I listened to it today because today is uh, National Signing Day number two. Yeah. Or, yeah, not yet. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but I was listening to them talk today, and they were saying that Patrick Mahomes wasn't even, like, rated on, like, the 24-7 scouting board for high yeah. school prospects. They wouldn't, didn't even have him rated because they thought he was going to go the baseball route. Yeah, I was about to say, he played a lot of baseball in high school, and his father's an MLB player. And they didn't even have him rated, though. But what I want to bring up here is, though, it's a lot of people will look at Tom Brady and, and think he should obviously get the edge because he is the GOAT. It's not that it is it's not that Tom Brady is a bad quarterback in this situation. It's just what he's doing this year. We got to pull this up here. You look at Tom Brady's stats though for the playoffs right now. This is all based on average what they have going on here. You look at the stats, that the completion percentage really jumps out at you right away though. That 55% for Tom Brady, it's just not it's not it's not it's not good. He's getting the job done. Let's just say that. Don Brady is getting yeah. the job done. But you look over at the Patrick Mahomes side, that's a game changer. That's a game changer stats right there, okay? Completing yeah. 75% of the passes, 290 yards, two touchdowns, and no turnovers. This is on average, by the way. There's no turnover. It, this Patrick Mahomes is playing great football right now. He's making the plays. He's doing what he has to do. Just because Brady's the GOAT, it does not mean he's been the GOAT these playoffs. Yeah, well, and let's keep in mind, I mean, and this also still plays in Patrick Mahomes' favor. You know, Brady's played three games. Mahomes only played two, and he's already got more yards than him, the same amount of touchdowns as him. Like, it's it's just the way that Patrick Mahomes operates is just on a different level. So I, I the edge for me, so we can move forward, the edge for me goes to Patrick Mahomes. I think that the, the Chiefs will benefit a little bit better. From the physical point, that mental, that mental point on both sides is right there. I hope this is a – hell of a chess match we get to watch yeah i I mean we're gonna we're gonna oh man i'm we're gonna see a great game on sunday so basically i want to let everyone know here i don't think i mentioned this at the beginning aj and i might have disputes here okay obviously this check mark is going for the quarterback you don't see two check marks here though you only see one aj and i if we have a dispute him and i are going to argue him and i are going to debate and we're going to come to an agreement on who has the better position who has the positional edge so right now we're going back to the graphic here kansas city gets the edge at the quarterback position we move down to the running back position you got in tampa you got ronald jones leonard fournette you want to throw Keyshawn vaughn in there as well you can on the kansas city side you have clyde edwards alaire coming back healthy you also got daryl williams i keep i always want to say damian williams Damian, yeah i'll do that too daryl williams okay and so those two running backs against against uh Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. AJ, who are you going? What side? So, just to clear this up, you're okay throwing Keyshawn Vaughn in the mix, but you're not even going to mention Le'Veon Bell. No, because Le'Veon Bell hasn't actually played. I think Keyshawn Vaughn has actually played, though. Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell has played. played. You got to remember, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was down. He was their uh, lead back the first two weeks, and then they switched to Darrell Williams coming in. So, that's fair. Yeah, it's okay. Right, I wouldn't either. Know. 
Okay, how about Le'Veon Bell? Does that does that okay? Does Le'Veon Bell really change your mind here? No, yeah. he's only Le'Veon Bell has only hit double digit carries twice this season, and one of them being the week that Clyde Edwards Alaire got hot, hurt. But if you were gonna throw Keyshawn Vaughn in there, I couldn't let you disrespect Le'Veon Bell that way. You know, he hasn't had a great season, but let's not forget who this man once upon a time was. I guess because we are talking, and we're go- we're going to be judging depth later on, and which team has depth. I guess then then Keyshawn Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Okay, the running back here, though, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones versus Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Daryl Williams. Who gets the edge here? So if we're talking for the Super Bowl, I think I'm going to go with Clyde with the Chiefs on this. I think for the Super Bowl, I would go with the Chiefs running backs. And let me tell you why, because that's why you asked me to do it. Clyde Edwards-Alaire being healthy is a big step in the right direction. The offensive tackle, Eric Fisher, is going to force Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to have to be a bigger part of this game plan. I think they're ecstatic to have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back. I think the Bucs know that they want to pass the ball, so they're going to be trying to get pressure at them every which way, which is going to allow Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy to scheme a lot of different ways for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to break out of the backfield and make some things happen in the passing game. So I think that's a big part of it. And then you got Daryl Williams, who can spell – uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has been playing well as of late as a ground and pound type running back for this Kansas City Chiefs team. So when it comes to the Super Bowl, I think they're going to use this run game to keep the Buccaneers off balance because that's the way you're going to have to start to attack this Buccaneers defense. Even though they have a good run defense, you have to get them believing that you think you're the Kansas City Chiefs. You're good at everything. So we're going to run regardless. And as soon as they start adjusting for that is when Patrick Mahomes goes to work. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I want to bring up this comment here from our boy Aaron here. He says, the Tampa Bay front seven is too strong. I want to let you know, Aaron, and everyone listening at home, this is not uh, – we're not comparing, like, who has the easier matchup on the other side of the ball. We're just looking at the positional breakdown between these two teams, who has the edge here, which position group is better. I am on your side, though, Aaron. I would be taking the, the Tampa Bay side, though. Leonard Fournette is getting hot, man. He is getting hot. You, I, I love your stats here. I always look at your stats that you put in the notes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty used to <laughs> comes in the notes. <laughs> I love what you wrote in this. Leonard Fournette came on really strong in the playoffs with 19 carries, 17 carries, and 12 carries in the playoffs with Ronald Jones out, 211 yards, 70 yards per game. Leonard Fournette is getting scorching hot, okay? And I'm not just saying this because he's a former Jag. Okay, not just saying it because it's former Jack, but Leonard Fournette is heating up. And I I always say this with the Kansas City Chiefs and whoever's playing the Kansas City Chiefs, you have to control the ball. And with Leonard Fournette, I I don't think this is I don't think this is just an odd coincidence that Leonard Fournette is heating up at this moment because coming into this game. Now you have a confident running back in Leonard Fournette who's statistically been producing scoring huge touchdowns like in that last game against green bay now he comes on strong and now you're going to need him to control help control the game and keep patrick mahomes off the field i think the edge goes to the tampa bay running backs because a they have the confidence b they've producing or they've been producing and c they're just more talented you haven't seen enough of Clyde. You're going off of potential okay i'm going off of what is actually happening in the games I mean, well, listen, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, it's not like he had a bum of a season. The fact was we expected him to just do so much more. And you're one of the very many who hate the expectations that we put on players when they come into the league because it's just a completely different game. They had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire becoming the next – what the the next Ladanian Tomlinson or something. And I don't think that was the case, but at the same time, he was top 20 in rushing as a rookie. I mean, he had 800 yards on the season, 1100 from scrimmage. You know, he was worked in the passing game as well, but they really love to air the ball out in Kansas city. I mean, they were a top, top three passing offense. So it's going to be, unless they work him out, and what blows my mind about it is this is part of the reason they got it from LSU. All the routes that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is capable of running, and they just haven't let him break out like that yet. I'd love to see him in some more empty five route and uh, empty backfield situations and actually utilize him in the downfield passing game because he's very capable of it. So, I, But I think, that's the, I think that's what's going to happen. So I don't know. You're going to have to sell me on this Bucks thing, man. I'm telling, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You're a. You're going off of potential, 
And we've seen nothing. We have seen no signs of Clyde Edwards Alaire getting it done. I mean, he had a decent regular season. He had a decent regular season. Okay. Not going to give not going to discredit him there. But what, what is the one thing that you and I both have brought up several times about Leonard Fournette and this Tampa Bay running game? What's the one thing? What's the key thing here? They let him get healthy. They let him get healthy. Leonard Fournette <laughs> is fresh. Okay. Leonard Fournette <laughs> is fresh coming into this. And like I said, he's got the momentum. He's building. He's building. You see him posting all these things on Instagram. He's hot in the locker room. Okay. He's vibing. Okay. Leonard Fournette is bu- is buzzing right now. It's a full steam ahead. Leonard Fournette. He's fresh. Yeah. He's producing. He's confident. Okay. That is a huge thing. That confidence. Let's not take that for granted here. That confidence is going to be huge going into this big game. They're at home. Yeah. Okay. They're going to run the ball. They're going to control the game here. Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are the difference makers. I, on paper, too, you look at it. Ronald Jones, what he did in the season, and Leonard Fournette over Clyde Edwards Alaire, Daryl Williams, and Le'Veon Bell. I'm taking that production all day long. All right, all right. We'll we'll, we'll go Bucks. You, your passion got to me. Your passion got to me. And you're right. I did talk about how they let him get healthy. Like I said that live on air. To just go back now would be very Vinny esque of me, and I don't want to. I don't want to steal your bit. <laughs> Check mark. Tampa Bay nailed it. Got it. Okay, Wide receivers it. here, though. Wide receivers, and I. I want to start this one off. Okay. okay. I want to start this one off. Okay. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs on this one, okay? I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs in the wide receiver department. There's so much speed. There's so much talent. They're getting Sammy Watkins back. They are a – they're and like I said, this, this has nothing to do with the fact – like we're not considering who's throwing them the ball. We're not considering who they're playing up against. This is just pure position-based here. Tyreek Hill, one of the – Top five wide receivers in the game. Oh, we got him. Top five wide receivers in the game, okay? Sammy Watkins, your boy Miko Hardman might might step up here. If Demarcus Robinson plays, I think they have a very talented group in Kansas City that's going to be able to get the job done. Tyreek Hill was one of the best in the game this year. Kansas City gets the edge. What do you got? I think you're absolutely wrong. (laughs) I I definitely think this is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers position to take. They're, I mean, just look at the names, man. You, you, you got Chris Godwin, who came on super strong, almost out of nowhere, and he's kept up that production except when he's been hurt. Guess what? He's not hurt for the for the Super Bowl. He'll be a part of that game. You, you got Mike Evans, seven seasons in a row with 1,000 yards receiving. You got Antonio Brown, who is capable of doing whatever he wants, whenever he wants. We got the speedster, Scotty Miller, who, you know, eight seconds on the clock, no big deal. Let's score a touchdown. Throw me the ball. I'm down low. Even Justin Watson comes in and makes some plays. Uh, what's his name? Brad Johnson comes in and makes some plays. They have receivers left and right. And just think about what they've done in these postseason games. They're a big part of the reason why they've been able to take some of these wins on the road. Mike Evans in the first game, in the first playoff game, was, wasn't even around. He only had three targets. He was still hampering from the injury. But one of, he had one reception. You know what that reception was? A touchdown. He gets it done in the little bit of looks he had. Chris Godwin has had 14 receptions for over 200 yards and two touchdowns in the postseason right now. I, like, the talent level is just different. And, and this is how I'll sell you on that, actually. You remember when in college we talk about Alabama and how their receivers make the Alabama quarterbacks most of the time? I'm listening. In Kansas City, the quarterback makes these receivers besides Tyreek Hill. In Tampa, the wide receivers keep this quarterback at the level he's been playing at all season. Think about think think about some of the people that would be throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You got me on this one. You you got me on what you just said was actually the selling point. I didn't think you were going to go down that route, but you did. Hurry into Mattress Firm. For a limited time, save up to $500 when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchases up to a $4.99 value. Or get up to 60% off America's top-rated brands like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $279.99 or Sleepies at $169.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. 
Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Even though you're wrong, the fact that Tyree Kill is the uh, the exception, because I don't think Tyree Kill is the exception. I think Mahomes makes Tyree Kill. I don't think Tyree Kill makes Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't make Mahomes. I don't think I, they they complement each other well. I think I think Mahomes makes Tyree Kill. Okay, but I think you are right on the side where these wide receivers are making Tom Brady because we saw it last season with Jameis Winston. These guys were making Jameis Winston. Another quarterback comes in. They assist in that. But, I mean, Tyreek Hill is – I mean, come on. What do you think Tyreek Hill would do in Buffalo? He would do the same thing he's doing in Kansas City. What do you think he'd do with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati? He would – see, you're putting, him, you're putting him with good – you're putting him with a good quarterback, though. You're putting him. So I'm gonna go with it. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> you put him. You, you put him with like a a Ryan Tannehill or like a Matt. I take him with Tannehill. I'd absolutely take him with Stafford. I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not taking Tyreek Hill with any of those guys though. I'm taking Tyreek Hill with a good quarterback who can throw the ball deep and bomb it because that's the way Tyreek Hill open. I think you're wrong. I, I don't. I, you, you are overstating. You are. You are. What is, okay, I'm going to look this up though. I'm going to look this up while you. I'm going to look this up. What are you looking up? What are you looking up? I'm going to look me out here. What the what Tyree Kill has done with quarterbacks not named Patrick Mahomes. You mean like a thousand yard season he put up with Alex Smith like that? Hold on. You mean the year Alex Smith and the Kansas City Chiefs had four players over a thousand yards like that? Let's with see. another quarterback not named Patrick Mahomes? Is that I, what you're talking about? Let me see. Let me see. I, I'll, I'll, do the, I'll do the research here. I'll do the research here. When did Patrick Mahomes become chief, by the way? He, became, he was drafted in 2017. He played one game there. He started in 2018. It's okay, been a loss it. ever since. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So. I mean, I, I don't know. Harry Kill. Okay, let's, let's see this, though. Let's see this. Yes, he had 1,000 yards that second season. His first season, he played 16 games. Only 593 yards, though. So he's he's 50%. He's 50% with a quarter. 590. So, so, just, so, just, so what we're saying here is you're, you're blaming him for being a rookie, and you're going to give him no credit for the jump he made, almost doubling his yards, if not exactly, going into his second season as a wide receiver? Come on, bro. What games did Patrick Mahomes miss in the 2019 season? That's oh, my God. <laughs> the four with Matt Moore? Yeah, I, uh, I know he scored at least two touchdowns with Matt Moore because I was still shocked when he hit that like forty-six yard to the right side with Tyree Kill streaking down, streaking down the side. That's what I'm saying here, bro. These wide receivers in in Kansas City are kind of dope, man. They're kind of dope. They're great. However, they're they're, they're great. Okay, hold on here. Let's see here. So mm-hmm. Mahomes missed week nine. You just don't want to give it to him. You just called him a top five, aren't you? Patrick Mahomes missed week eight and nine of that season. Let's see what Tyreek Hill did in weeks eight. Okay. Nine, he missed like four weeks. You really, you really trying to prove it? <laughs> I am. I, I, I am. I, I really am here because. So let's see. Week eight, they play. Okay, the Green Bay Packers, a, a pretty decent secondary. Let's see what week was that Tyreek Hill did with someone not named Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball. Matt Moore. Okay. Let's see what Tyreek Hill did here. One reception for five yard. Oh wait, that's rushing. Whoopsies. (laughs) Okay. Six receptions for 76 yards and no touchdowns. That's not that great. That's not, that's not, that's average. That's average. That's just both games. That's the first game. Oh, it's just the first game. Did they win that game, by the way? They did not win that game against oh, man, Green Bay. Help me out. Yeah, not, also six They lost. They lost thirty-one twenty-four to Green Bay, and then they and they, then they lost to the Titans. They won by a goal against the Vikings. Patrick Mahomes came back for Week Ten, so and lost. And, and lost. But let's see here. Tyreek Hill in this game here. Tyreek Hill. Okay, he did good. Okay, he did he did pretty good in this game. No, 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 no. What's the stats? Don't do that. Six for one forty in a tutty. Oh, okay. So one bad game. With so IQB. He's at fifty percent. He's at fifty percent. He's at fifty. No, he's not. He had an entire season with Alex Smith. Alex Smith, the dink and dunk quarterback, and still had a thousand yards, homie. He had two entire seasons with Alex Smith, and only one good one good game. He, he was a rookie, bro. What? 
Michael Bruh. Thompson, the rookie, and he was killing it. What you want? Yeah. What you want here? Okay. Uh, so, okay. so you need you needed him to be OBJ, and you needed him to be Michael Thomas in his rookie season for you to give him any respect. If you're trying, to, I'm not. I'm not not giving him respect though. But I think that I think that he deserves to be put mm. down on a different tier than the t- the wide receiver okay. was because, like you said, you you're mm. going with you're going with Tyreek. You're saying that Tyreek Hill can do it with any quarterback. Any quarterback. Just about not any quarterback. I'm not sending him to Denver literally, or something. Mike Evans, Mike Evans has literally done it with any quarterback. Any He's done with Jameis and Brady. And, uh, and Jam- Jameis is a beast. Jameis throws Jameis, down the field. Let's get out of here. Jameis is a backup right now. He's a glorified. Jameis throws backup. a lot of turnovers, but he also led the league in, in passing yards. Jameis is known for throwing a deep ball. He's he can do it with Jameis throwing 30 interceptions. Tyreek Hill could do it with Jameis too, bro. I don't, I don't think he could. Jameis, Jameis came in and threw the deep ball that Drew Brees couldn't throw. What do you – you know what? It's cool. We'll do a Tyreek Hill breakdown because you're wrong. But it's cool. Let's let's go ahead to the next one because I don't want to hurt your feelings on all so, this. So we've agreed – You're going to lie to the American people and say Tyreek Hill's a top <laughs> five wide receiver and then you're going to jump in and say you don't believe it. Okay, it's cool. I digress. You got me hyped. But I love this show. We're agreeing on Tampa here for the wide receivers getting the edge because of the, the, the overall wide receiver group in Tampa is better mm-hmm. than the overall wide receiver group in Kansas City. I'm honestly – I don't – I. I don't think there's. I don't think. <laughs> I'm, I've already created this graphic. I don't. You think, didn't even know. I don't. Let I, me make an argument for Gronk. I put this in without even talking to you. Okay. <laughs> I think that this is not. Cl- I mean, the tight ends here, Kelsey and Kelsey against Gronk and Cameron Brait. It's it's cool. It's it's the it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Travis Kelsey just broke the record for most yards by a tight end, and he was the second most reception yards on the season by any player. I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. He did have Fitzpatrick. That's fine. Yeah, and Mike, we don't talk about Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon ain't. Yeah, yeah Mike Glennon for like what? We have proof. They, Mike Glennon was there for like one. Was there for like one game? Doesn't matter. What? Well, okay. Anyways. Anyways, though, the tight end position is... Are you trying to say Mike Evans is better than Tyreek Hill? Is that your argument? I am saying if I had a choice between which wide receiver I would want to build my team around, Mm. it'd be Mike Evans. Mm. Mike Evans is so consistent. The Mm -hmm. man has got 1,000 yards in every... That man had to break his leg to get 1,000 yards this season with Tom Brady. Had to break his leg to do he's it. Competing with, I mean, like he he's competing with a bunch of other people here. Mike Evans has a, a consistently a one thousand. I honestly believe both of them are tier two wide receivers. I think they're both tier two wide receivers. But I, if I had a choice to build my team around Mike Evans, Mister Consistency, Mike Evans, or Mister Inconsistency and Tyreek Hill, show I'm, me the inconsistency. I think I would rather have the guy. Uh, you know, we, we'll get here. We, we got a show we'll to get, do. We'll, Ooh, get nah. we'll get here. We'll get Ooh, here. Let me, let me see here. Nah. Hold on. Let's see. One here. reception for three yards and a touchdown. No, hold on here. Hold on. Harry Kill put oh, oh, 202 okay. yards in the first oh, quarter on Tampa oh, Bay. 2020 stats, he had 1,200 yards. That's really good. That's really good. Last year. No. Tyreek Hill. Kill. La- this, this year, 1,200 yards. A little bit over 1,200. Last year. 860. Yeah, but uh, look at Mahomes' numbers, too. He had a down year altogether. Mahomes, only, they only threw, like, 26 touchdowns last year. They that's, had those games. with Tyreek Hill missing, missing four games. Yeah, but and then here's the other thing, too. Until last season, the Bucks had Mike Evans and some hopefuls. They were force-feeding him the ball. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Travis Kelsey. You got Sammy Watkins. You got Miko Hartman. You got Demarcus Robinson. You had Kareem Hunt. You have... Damian and Darrell Williams, they are so many for years. There were so many weapons to spread the ball, and he's still you're putting their numbers really near the thousand. Here. You're making a really it's crappy a great excuse. excuse. You're making you got a Mike really Evans and nobody so let me versus ask you, Tyree Keeler the whole offense. Are you taking Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith or famous Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mike Lennon and Tom Brady. Your argument is completely different. Your argument is completely different. Let's, I, mean, I, asked you a question. I asked you a question. 
I'm asked, taking the Kansas City Chiefs quarterbacks that you named, of course. They're exactly, better. And, exactly. and Mike Evans has been a consistent every single year. He's a he's a one thousand yard receiver. He does not get hurt. He plays in every game. He does The argument is not if Mike Evans is good. The argument is is he better than Tyreek Hill? I'm the answer saying, is no. I'm saying he is. I'm Mike saying, Evans is more consistent. He is not, okay. Let, let's move on here. Let's get this back on track. We're going with the tight ends. The tight ends aren't easy when we're going at the Kansas City Chiefs here. Offensive line, okay. Offensive line, you know that Eric Fisher is banged up. We are consider, we are factoring that in here. Is this one easy, AJ? It, it is to me, and it only because you know the the Kansas City Chiefs has been a patchwork offensive line all season. They've been moving right guards and left guards over to tackle. Eric Fisher was the one consistency they had until he went out with the Achilles. So now, and they they just got two of their offensive linemen back. They were on the injury report list, so they're just getting a couple of days of practice in before the Super Bowl. So you hope they're up to the task and they're really ready to go against a very solid defensive uh, pass rush on the on the Buccaneers side. Uh, the offensive line from Tampa Bay has just been fantastic. Uh, I think they had like one or two sacks in New Orleans front seven who rushes the quarterback so well. I mean, they they're just they're they're beastly. So and they yeah. Kristen Wirfs they, is a lot they've taken it back. personal yeah. to keep Tom Brady from being touched. Oh yeah, and, and I I would give I would give them the edge as well here. I, I think that one's a good one. I, I, Kansas City with so let me ask you this: Kansas City with Eric Fisher is it still Tampa? It's maybe not as easy, but it's still Tampa though, right? Yeah, hey, I think it would still be Tampa, um, and, and I do think it is factored into the fact that they're playing the Chiefs. You know, like if you're talking about on a normal day and we're just comparing them against whoever they're playing, you might be able to bolster for both sides. But thinking about what the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line is going to have to deal with versus what the defense, the offensive line of the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to have to deal with, I'm taking the Bucks on that. They have the edge in this game. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, like I said, with the guys that they have on that offensive line, they have – Ali Marpet's a beast too when he's healthy yeah. for sure on that they've right got, guard side. So They've got lots of studs there. Left to guard play. That's what they wanted to do. I mean, that's what that's what basically Tom Brady wanted this team to be built as is a team that's going to be able to protect him because, like you said earlier, he's not that mobile, so they need him yeah. to be protected. Tristan Wirfs has been fantastic. Marv Mar- yeah. is great. Offensive line Ryan Jensen. Yeah. Ryan Jen- oh man, studs, studs up and down that and, line. And here's the thing, too. I, I see them, I see them only getting better at offensive line going into the next season. So if Tom Brady comes back as well. One, you can draft another offensive lineman to start protecting Tom Brady. And two, it's not a bad thing to have a good line when Tom Brady is gone. So, I, I mean, I would imagine the rich get richer, and then they start taking care of defense yeah. from the second, third, fourth, fifth picks and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So let's move on here. Last one. Whoa, okay, that's it. Yep. Uh, last one, special teams, ST, special teams here, mm. Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You look at their kick return game, you got Jadon Mixit for – former Jag, Jadon Mickens in Tampa Bay. You got mm-hmm. uh, the likes of Miko Hardman. You got Tyreek Hill return, possibly returning kicks. And then you look at the, the actual – yeah, you got – and then you look over at the kicking game. You got Harrison Butker versus – what, who's the kicker for Tampa? Brad Pinion, right? No. Or it's, is it uh, – uh, no, uh, Ryan Suckup. That's it. It's Ryan Suckup. Yeah, yep. Ryan Suckup. Ryan Suckup. I don't want to spend too much time on this one either. I don't. I don't think it's necessary to spend too much time on this one. It's the Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. Harrison Bucker is definitely way more consistent. At least, I mean, Ryan Suckup has been in Tampa Bay Buccaneers kicker lore has been pretty good. I mean, from what they've used to deal with, to having somebody they don't feel scared to go line up to kick a field goal with Ryan Suckup, that is much better. But Harrison Bucker is just consistent on consistent on consistent. I wish I actually. I'm not a kicker fan, so I wish I could have brought up some numbers on his on him there's this no, season, but I haven't yet. There's no stats for K- AJ hates kickers. Let's just let's just, all be, let's all be real here. AJ hates kickers, so but it, I mean it's it's an easy one here. I mean this is the Kansas City Chiefs. You have the weapons that you have in Miko Hardman, Tyreek Hill returning kicks. That alone gives you the edge, and then you throw in one of the best kickers in the game in Harrison Butker. Uh, it, it's an obvious choice to go with the Kansas City Chiefs for the special teams. Let's move on over to the defensive side of the ball here. We're looking at pass rushers. We're looking at linebackers. We're looking at defensive backs. Depth. We've got depth in this category as as well. And we have coaching. 
Okay, those are the categories that we're looking at on the defensive side of the ball. Let's start off, though, AJ, with the pass rushers. Who do you think gets the edge here in the pass rushing game? Uh, it's definitely the Bucks. It's definitely the Bucks. I mean, that front, like like uh, Aaron from Sports Uncovered said, man, that front seven is just nasty. I mean, and and I love the way over the playoffs they just kept getting stronger and stronger as the weeks went on. It seemed like every week they were adding somebody back to their defense. And now, now you got Vita Vea and 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 Dominican Sue up front. You got those boys, Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett coming off the edges. They they apply pressure, and Todd Bowles doesn't stop allowing them to apply pressure. You said you said Indomitian Sue's. Oh yeah, there he is on there. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Wow! Holy crap! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that defensive line. And this is, I mean, I want to bring in the fact that Todd Bowles has been scheming that defensive line to just get to the quarterback. We saw it when they played there in Rodgers. Uh, this, the amount of sacks they had, AJ. Can you look up how many sacks they had against Aaron Rodgers? That defense, that defense though, has was phenomenal in that game. Like you said, the talent is there. Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, Vita Vea is going to be healthy. We talk about Leonard Fournette being fresh. You got Vita Vea coming in fresh. I don't want to. I don't want to look at Kansas City's defense and say and they say they're a slouch. Though you got Frank Clark there and Chris Jones. Those two guys are solid man those two guys are dominant in the trenches but i think there's just too much around that group on that d-line side for the tampa bay buccaneers tampa bay had five sacks against green bay they had so five sacks against a beat up green bay packers offensive line and i know green bay hasn't had the pass rush that they wanted to but still tampa bay allowed one sack in that game one sack. It, it's, uh, that, it's that front line. That front line is different. That front line is different. I kind of you. You're making as, me really want to know. <laughs> as we, as we discuss these, like these stats and what we're talking about, like like the position groups, making this decision on who's going to win is going to be so incredibly hard. You guys can check out our decisions on our Sunday pregame live show that we'll be doing with Aaron Mukes of Sports Uncovered and Dylan Kearns from the Big City Podcast. Uh, we'll be going live on Sunday. We The time is yet to be determined, so we will get you the time, though. But the edge right here, though, for the defensive line and the trenches here, the pass rush, it's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side, okay? Yeah. Going to the Bucks side. This team is just too good up front. AJ, let's move on to the linebacking position here. You know, I hate I hate to say these all are these are starting to get easy. They really but, are right now, though. But it is. This one has to go to, to Tampa, does it not? I mean, you have arguably two of the best linebackers in the game in yeah, uh in, Devontae in, David and Devin White, Devin man. White. I mean just that, oh, those two alone, it doesn't matter who like those are when you think of the best defensive linemen in, or not defensive linemen, when you think of the best linebackers in the NFL right now, it's hard to give a top five without saying Devin Bush and Levante David. Devin White. De- it, uh, Devin Bush would be in that conversation, though. Sadly, he went down with the with an injury in the season. But both those Devins, man, like I don't want. I know we're not talking about Steelers, but that kid, Lord, yeah, oh yeah, and, and, but, and hmm. it's it's one thing. Like this is a different NFL, though. This is a different NFL where we're seeing these linebackers are so extremely athletic. I mean, Devin Devin White is so fast. It is ridiculous. Also, shout out to LSU. I mean, the amount of LSU stars in this game, Leonard Fournette, Devin White, and you got uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair on the other side. I mean, there's Aaron Matthew. Aaron Matthew as well, which we're going to get into the DBs. I mean, this is just shout out to LSU for, for producing some real studs here, though. But uh, at the at the linebacker position, I think, like I said, it's it's an easy one here. You got to give the edge to Tampa. I mean, let me let's take a let's just for just for just for the heck of it here at the linebacker position for the Kansas City Chiefs. You got Anthony Hitchens. You got Damian Wilson. Yeah, there's there's just no way. DBs here though. DBs is where it could get very very interesting because. On one side of the ball, you have Tyron Matthew, who's a stud. But then you look at the cornerbacks for uh, Kansas City, and they're not that great. Rashad Breland, it's not, I mean, not that special. You got Rashad Fenton, who's not, these guys are not big time playmakers. Then you go over to the Tampa side. 
I mean, that that Jordan Whitehead kid, he stepped yeah. up. I think he stepped up uh, against Green Bay in the absence of Antoine Winfield Jr. AJ, where who gets the edge here in the uh, DB category? I mean, honestly, for me, I, I I do think it is the Kansas City Chiefs on this side. And and part of that for me is you left out a real big name. Daniel Sorensen has stepped up his game in the last couple of years. Those two safeties, I mean, you could talk about, you know, cornerbacks and whatnot. And Rashard Breeland, no, he, a lot of people remind, remember him from Washington when he was just laughable. He, he stepped his game up. He's not top 10 or anything of that nature, but he's made some big stops. He's become a big key piece, and he plays his role within that defense. And a lot of people overlook how important it is to play a role because that's going to allow all the people around him to do what they need to do to ensure that the play is getting done. And But what I was getting at with the cornerbacks is if they slip up, having Daniel Sorensen at free safety and Tyron Matthew, the honey badger back there, I, I'm, I feel safe. I don't feel like much is going to get by that often. It's Tom Brady and talented wide receivers. We've talked about it. They're going to find their spots. They're going to learn to sit in certain zones. But the, the Spagnolia, man, the way he has Tom Brady's number. Tom Brady has thrown like 13 interceptions against the Spags defense. And I promise you, he remembers every single one of them. So – I, I think I think I, I give the edge to Kansas City on this, to be honest. I, I think I would agree with that. I mean, but I don't want to I don't want to discredit the DBs in Tampa, though. I mean, Antoine Winfield's a stud. Oh man, I think there is a big a big red flag, though. I've seen some stats though of people really shredding. I think it's Sean Murphy Bunting. They've been there's some been some stats going out there about how terrible he's been on one on one. So that's a big red flag. I think I would agree with you though, but but keep an eye out on Antoine Winfield Jr. and Jordan Whitehead, the two safeties. Well, well here's the thing. I'll say this real quick about the cornerbacks. We can move on. The the Tampa Bay cornerbacks and defensive backs, their whole secondary, they're really opportunistic. So they, they do let a lot of stuff get by. That's why you can have the plays where you make fun of a Sean Murphy bunting. But at the same time, that front seven has allowed so many things to go awry for an offense. And that secondary, they pounce and they take advantage of it. That's why you're seeing pick sixes and you see the Jamal Deans and the Carlton Davises getting their hands on the ball and be able to put a hat on somebody, even if they were out of position because of what this front seven can do. So they're very opportunistic. So they can't be counted out if this front seven gets to work. I'll have to find the stat on this, but I remember seeing a stat saying the many different positions and spots uh, that Tyron Matthew has played this season and he he's like he's lined up everywhere on the field whether it's safety whether it's linebacker whether it's on the d-line they've had him line up on the edge i mean these are i know bailey's watching this he's gonna bailey go out and get that uh that stat here maybe we can have a producer stat here from bailey Uh, go out Mm -hmm. and find that stat that you sent me of uh where tyron matthew has played in the different snaps that he's uh played at for positions i do give the edge though i think i agree with you that the dbs go down uh to the kansas city Chiefs side this work gets interesting the depth here we're looking at depth and what kind of depth talent these two teams have to the kansas city chiefs you look at this is where a guy like Keyshawn vaughn comes in this is where yeah. guys like your boy your boy scotty miller comes in yeah guys like that come in AJ, who gets the advantage on the depth side? Honestly, I want you to take this one, though. What you got here? Do you? Uh, to I me, see what side you come from. Yeah, me, I, I'm looking. I, I got to give it to Tampa. I think Tampa gets the edge here for depth. Okay, I think that they're a team that has. I mean, we talk about it. I, I think Keyshawn Vaughn's a great talent. I want to bring up the fact that the way Tampa Bay beat Green Bay. Mike Evans, his stats in that game, I'll have to go. Uh, obviously, I'm not prepared to give any stats here because you do more research than I do. But the game mm-hmm. that Tampa Bay had against Green Bay, where you Scott, have the Mike Evans stats, I, I do. Yeah, the Mike Evans stats and the Chris Godwin stats. Matt, Mike Evans was eight targets, three receptions, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, you have to give me a quick second on Chris Godwin. I got it here. I got all the stats here. Don't worry. I got it. I'm prepared. So you look at the you look at what Tom Brady was able to do to beat a very good Green Bay. I mean, let's let's be real here. Green Bay has a very a pretty good secondary. Jair Alexander is a great corner. So they had to adjust. Okay, they had to make these adjustments here. Okay, 
So Mike Evans in this game. Justin was going after Kevin King. <laughs> exactly. But that's the thing. That's being able to notice these things, which we'll get into the coaching in, a, in just a second. But, yeah, Mike Evans here. We got eight targets, three receptions for 51. You got Chris Godwin is uh, five for 110. That's very good. Okay, that's very good. But there are yeah. other receivers getting the ball here. Everyone is touching the ball. Antonio Brown, your boy Cameron Brate's touching the ball. Tyler Johnson. I love Tyler Johnson, by the way. Yeah. I think Tyler Johnson is going to be – he won't win the MVP of the Super Bowl game, but if Tampa wins, he is going to be the reason why he's going to get a touchdown. Tyler Johnson? Tyler Johnson. I love Tyler Johnson. The Minnesota man, I love that kid, okay? But I would give the – I would give – and guys like that, though, I like the fact that they have so much depth they're at the wide receiver position alone to be able to make these moves. Where do you got where? Oh, Bailey got the stat for me. This is what I yeah. like. This is yeah. what I like. 500, so ridiculous. 508 snaps at safety slot cornerback, 303 snaps outside linebacker, 115 edge, 48 inside linebacker, 43 left corner, 11 right corner, five interior D lineman stand up. He did not put the stat in there, but he's also, he, I mean, he's playing everywhere he is pl- tyron matthew is playing tyron everywhere. Matthew, yeah. he he gets the big advantage of the safety position for kansas city let's go to the depth though man what do you have for depth no i mean i i kind of wish i could argue it but i can't i mean because you, you you look at you look at the kansas city chiefs the only place they really have depth is at their wide receiver position i mean once upon a time you could call three running backs depth now you just call that a running back by committee because so many people get to work at the running back position but after that, I mean, you got Pat Mahomes at quarterback, and that's it. But that's the same on you know Tampa Bay side. You look at you look at the defense really is where this depth gets a little crazy because after their starters, who are you looking for? I mean, you, you think about their two or three linemen or linebackers. They got a linebacker in Willie Gay who's out already on Tampa Bay side. I mean, you have four or five linebackers. You have D linemen out the wazoo. Like like there's just there's just you can look at talent. So many different places. The, the difference comes in and where I feel more comfortable on the Kansas City side is the mentality of that second person. They may not have the talent. They know it, but they trust in the scheme. They trust with how this team is working within itself, and they trust the person lined up next to them. So, But depth, it's, it's got to go to Tampa Bay as well. You mean Kansas City? Oh, I mean, sorry. No, yeah, no, yeah, the depth in total is Tampa, right, yeah, right. Tampa yep. Bay. Depth going yeah. Tampa Bay. Last So many cornerbacks. Last <laughs> But certainly not least, and this is what I think it comes down to, is the coach. Yeah. Bruce Arians against Andy Reid. Oh. What, what? I thought it was Tom Brady versus Andy Reid. <laughs> oh, that, that's funny. That's funny. So is, is the obvious edge going to, to Kansas City then because of Andy Reid? I don't know if you say obvious. Um, yeah, If there was ever a coach that you, you really enjoy putting up against an Andy Reid, you know, sans Bill Belichick and maybe the Mike, Mike, uh, Ooh, I'm losing him. Oh man. Mike Tomlin. Wow. I was like, why can't I <laughs> coaching wise? I was like, I can't think of his last name. I had so many last mics running in here, but anyways, uh, Bruce Arians. And, and you ever see the Geico commercial where, where it's like, Mike, 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 guess what day it is. And it's, yeah. it's, it's Wednesday. It's hump day. So that's why. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Proceed. Proceed. No, um, I, you don't count Bruce Arians out in this. I mean, like, just look at the job they've done through this entire season. I mean, think about where they started to get in that bye and then coming back. And the after after they lost at Kansas City, they didn't lose another game all season. They've now won three games on the road in the playoffs, one of those games being at Lambeau Field. I mean, it's been a fantastic job. The way that Bruce Arians is able to, to, to make adjustments – is is a big idea and a big reason of what's going to happen in this game. However, <laughs> Andy Reid, Andy Reid's the truth, man. Like this, <laughs> the way he schemes these plays, the way he gets his his team bought in, the way he gets his coaches on his on his level, and then sets them free to do what they need to do, knowing that it's going to be within his game plan. And the confidence that is instilled in every single one of his players because of what he's able to do, 
that it's almost otherworldly. And, and the fact that it's taken him this long to start making runs like this, you know, you, you know what he did in Philly and he got all, he got the credit and whatnot, but he also got bass for not being able to do it uh, with a, with a Donovan McNabb, but he's doing it now and he looks really good doing it. And I, I don't know if I can choose Bruce Arians in this situation. I think I have to go with Andy Reid and his squad. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you can. I don't think anyone can go uh, Bruce Arians here over, over Andy Reid. Andy Reid definitely gets the edge here. Last graphic to pull up here as we round out the show. Check Mark going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, hold on. I want to take a look back at this here. It's three to two, and then we've got what is the final tally for the offensive side of the ball? There it is. Three to three. So based on paper here, and obviously we are going to give our predictions on Sunday. You're going to have to check that out on our live stream, which you can check out on Facebook and Twitter. Okay. 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 Sorry. I pulled that one up. Okay. 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 Good. Based (laughs) off of on paper stats here, on paper, what we're we're saying here, Tampa Bay should win the Super. They're the better team. They're the better team here. But that's just based on paper. Okay. We're going to dive so much more into this tomorrow. And, of course, we're going to dive into it a little bit more on Friday as well. We're going to talk so much Super Bowl. It's going it's, it's to be so great. It's going to be so Super Bowl! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. So you're not going to want to be anywhere else but here, guys. You're not. You're not going to want to be anywhere else but here at the Rough Cut Sportscast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube everywhere you can find us i'm not doing the plug though you're gonna tell them the plug i'm not oh, taking just, it no it's okay you're killing the game i'm not you're killing I'm not. the game i love it <laughs> you can follow oh, us on at the rough cuts underscore sports uh, rough cut underscore sports on twitter rough cut sports on facebook and at the rough cut sports cast on instagram be able to follow us all week long it's super week baby we're gonna be bringing the heat make sure you leave a like Make sure you share, 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 and of course, click that subscribe button when you, you can be known. You can be you can be notified whenever we do something. Okay, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your dad, all the family tree nonsense and all that good stuff. <laughs> and of course, we are brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles. We are going to be having a contest, a huge contest, giving away signed memorabilia from the Super Bowl. Oh my God, you are not gonna want to miss it. Be alert on all of our social media platforms to be able to enter. AJ, do you have any last words before we get into the final countdown? Got to get a drop for that. Sorry. Do you have any last words? Uh, When you're hitting that like and that share and that follow, go ahead and leave a review. Look, look, I'm going to just be honest with the people here right now. We got some big things on the horizon. There's a lot of people talking to us and wanting to do things with us. But we got to get our downloads up and we got to get our likes and follows up. So hit that subscribe, hit that share, hit a download, write a review and get someone else to do it. If I'm being 100 percent honest, download it and then do whatever you want with it. It's just just hit the button. Just hit the button. Smash it. We're here for y'all. Y'all be here for us. Sports fans can be sports fans. Exactly. Exactly. This is the number one place where sports fans can be. Sports fans, like you said, AJ, but really, though, and honestly, if you don't want to share, if you're not trying to share this, tell us why. Tell us why yeah. you want to share it. So we, as P- as sportscasters here, trying to do, trying to make it in this industry, we want to get better. So if you don't like us and you don't want to share it, tell us why. So we can improve. So we can make you, the viewer at home, happy. AJ, any last words? Or did you already give your last words? Was that your last words? I plead the fifth. Got it. Got it. <laughs> we'll be here tomorrow to talk more Super Bowl. You're not going to want to miss it. People on our audio, that's it. Wish that's you it. were here. Wish you were here, <laughs> but you're not. So let's just do this. Adios, turd nugget. We will see you, audio listeners. Tomorrow.